my name is Ken, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effective working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is, Do What I Say, Not Entirely What I Do. This message is about learning how to do the right things, and learning how to stay away from the wrong things. First and foremost, you should understand that no one gets it all wrong, and no one gets it all right. Jesus states that you would know someone by their fruits, Matthew 7, 15 through 20, and for their love of one another, John 13, 35. Judging one another or criticizing one another is to operate from the wrong spiritual genetic connection. In other words, you are part of this family or that family. There is no, you are a part of your own family. Life is too interconnected and entwined to be acting like your choices don't cause ripples in the pond. So now I really want you to get this. In fact, I really want you to get this. No, but you should get this. There is a distinction between helping someone grow and mature as a Christian, a task for which you would need their permission to do so, unless they have come under the authority of a church address. This is a principle that would ensure you are ready for the ministry field. And then there is judging someone for everything that is, well, that you actually see wrong with you. You see, if you see God as an overbearing, strictly binding everyone to the law of God, then you will somehow believe that everyone else should know God the same way. You will be tempted to bring them in line with your thinking about who God is. Now we have another issue, which must be addressed. Because some churches are sinking ships, and the longer it takes to sink, the more enduring of great pain and suffering the sheep will go through. Now I go into this to express the importance that pastors and the rest of the fivefold ministry have accountability. All pastors and fivefold ministers need accountability. They need to have a more mature covering than what they are currently operating in. An apostolic level covering. Someone who has paid the price is called to be an apostle and all the right people can attest to it. We see how Paul held the Corinthian and Ephesus church accountable. There's no more effective way to grow a church than to have help from others who have already run the portion of the race you are currently running. And the body should be confident in who it is, be it a pastor of a large church, operating in revival and all that that brings, or a denominational, non-denominational church. If you have a board, they must be utilized in a godly manner with the intention of actually allowing them to speak into every detail of the ministry. If, for example, the message is from God, and you have selected godly people to be on the board, then by all means very few things should be off limits, even less so when the fruit is lasting and being equipped for the work of ministry. Keeping information from the board is like punching holes in the ship, in your own ship. No communication about how to handle the resources of the church, Whole. No discussion about who to bring on staff next. Whole. Making a critical decision without input from those you have selected to do so. Listen, if we are building an Acts church, most of the issues we have in today's churches would go away. On the flip side, if you see something a leader is doing, then talk to them about it. Not 17 other people who may be far removed from what you are seeing. Matthew 18, 15 through 17. If sin is in the camp, whole, unless it is processed through, of course, not judged through, but processed through. 
Ignoring sin is to ignore the basketball-sized tumor hanging off the end of your nose. Now, who should be the ones questioning leadership? Leadership, of course. If the sheep have to, and some are more willing to approach Moses and tell them a thing or two, but that is out of order. Numbers chapters 12 and 16. In my church purpose message, I discuss one way of building an iron ship, a church that can endure. It's one way, and if the principles are applied properly, in my prejudice bias, it would be matchless in today's world. Although I would say that there are more than likely quite a few churches in other countries that are already matchless when compared to what the church in America has become. Now, as you know, I am not saying we are all missing the mark. So let's take a little journey down memory lane. These next descriptions of churches are more of what we want to see, but not so much what we have. So what I'm describing is, again, a dream or a vision of what churches used to be, at least some of them. We can be better at doing church. All we have to do is follow the instructions. I believe this is why God left us the instruction, the Bible. This is why we should be reading it. But not just reading it as a textbook, but reading it as a relational book. God wants us to be successful. The first thing I mean to explain is that we have seen, or rather envisioned the church, a church that is full of authentically born-again believers who are operating in the gifts given by the Holy Spirit because he is, well, the actual manifestation of the gifts through the body. 1 Corinthians 12, 3-13 Who are properly appointed in the church as described by God in 1 Corinthians 12, 28-30 and Acts 6, 3-4 And that they that is the body, has an understanding that the church has been and is being built per Ephesians 2, 20-22, whereby they have filled with intention and purpose the fivefold ministry offices as described in Ephesians 4, 11-16, and who have sought out good men full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, Acts 6, 3-4, to assist in the facilitation of the work of God, Again, whereby the Father outlines his expectations for the operation of his gifts, as described in Romans 12, 6 through 8. Secondly, we have seen, visited, attended, slept at, and experienced a church in America, whereby all 95% of its attendees know their own God-given talents, strengths, personalities, and know and can help the leadership of the church place them on the right seat and in the right bus. Acts 6, 3-4. You see, the bus in this illustration represents the church, and distilling the meeting down further, we could say it's the church address and our ministry that God has intended you to be at, to behave at, to serve at, with your gifts, calling, and heart's desire, in love through faith. 1 Corinthians 12, 18-24. Yes, and the seat represents a correct position that you flow in. Now listen, here's a story of sorts. Two guys showed up at the church a bit ago, one named Trial and the other one named Error. And these guys had such an influence on the body that we began to learn from them and to do what they did to get results. Their results. Plunking Christians in and out of positions is like trying to keep a bobber afloat in a pondy perch pond. 
The poor Christian gets frustrated as they get moved from one thing to the next. Leadership is constantly trying to reassure them that it's not them. Anyway, these churches exist on every corner of America, right? I mean, you could go down to your local church near your home and by God find someone that you can receive prayer from expecting healing that is so often discussed by the Bible, but unfortunately rarely seen by the modern day human, right? Just pick a church address and watch. Experience and see what I'm saying and see that it is not far off. In fact, I assure you, if you are this church, that is the bride making herself ready, then by all means you will not take issue to this message, nor my sarcasm, one bit. However, in and out of your frustration to see your church act revivalish, you may take offense at my approach and my calling us out. Yes, us. It's not just your problem, it's mine too. Oh look, we have a third roundabout which is destined to start a church on the moon. The same church you go to, that sees, experiences, and in fact, is a manifester of kingdom power. 1 Corinthians 4.20 Resulting in miracles, signs, and wonders. And all or the very highest percentage of most members are in the right seat, operating in love, expressed by their rich and deep knowledge of God found in the secret place. Psalms 91.1 Abiding in Christ, that whatever they ask, it may be given to them. John 15.6.10 Obedient in all things, but not yet perfected, is also with exceptional excellence, equipping the saints for the work of ministry. Ephesians 4, 11 through 16, and Colossians 2, 2, and 2, 19. Making disciples that remain, John 15, 16. Because they know what it is to abide in Christ on their own and with other believers. John 15, 6 through 10. Listen, every person who challenges a church is not a Christian. Some of them are just smarter than us all the while using their so-called spiritual gift, called stupid, to send us into a frenzy of dishonor and disrespect. Someone should uninvite this disperson who has no interest in anything but himself. The fear of God shows up when his power is allowed to manifest. It is the beginning of wisdom, Proverbs 9, 10. He is better at setting things in order than I or anyone else could be. When the mountain shakes, people listen. Exodus 20, 18-21. It also happened that the people stood at attention in Acts 5, 1-13. I don't understand how these things seem to be so irrelevant today. If the people who were at least interested in God were shaken at His presence, how much more will the kingdom of darkness go a-searching for some pigs to hitch a ride on? So yes, maybe I'm on a rant, but by all means we should be paying attention as to how we are doing church. I speak as one who has worked in a failed system. Just maybe if you listen and do what is in this message, you can avoid the same journey that I went on. But only if you do what I say and not what I did. Well, that's it for today. I hope this didn't chase anyone away. I am truly not against the church, nor do I profess to have all of the answers to our overwhelming ineffectiveness. But truly my heart wants to see a recovery of our church roots and behavior as described in the Bible. Let's not only turn the world upside down, but inside out. Acts 17, 6. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. 
Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still, and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of lights to shine through into people's lives. Plant a seed and click on the like and subscribe buttons. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.